Peter Pan by J. M. Barry. Chapter One Peter Breaks Through. All children except one grow up. They soon know that they will grow up. The way Wendy knew this what was this. One day, when she was two years old, to play in the garden, she plucked another flower, ran with it to her mother. I suppose she must have looked rather delightful. Miss Darling put her hand to her heart and cried, Oh, why can't you remain like this forever? This is all that passed between them on the subject. Henceforth, Wendy knew she must grow up. You always know after that you are two. Two is the beginning of the end. Of course, they lived at fourteen. Until Wendy came, her mother was the chief one. She was a lovely lady, romantic mind, and such a sweet, mocking mouth. Romantic mind was like a tiny box, one within the other, had come from the puzzling east. However many is discover, there's always one more. The sweet, mocking new mouth had one kiss on it that Wendy never forget. Though there it was, perfectly capricious, the right-hand corner. By Mr. Darling, one her was this. The many gentlemen who had been boys when she was a girl, ever simultaneously, they loved her. They all ran to her house to propose to her, said Mr. Darling, took a cab and nipped him first, and so he got her. He got all of her, set the innermost box and kiss. He never knew about the box. In time he gave up trying for a kiss. When he thought Napoleon would have got it, but I can picture him trying then going off in the passion, slamming the door. Mr. Darling used to boast to Wendy. Her mother could not only love him, but expected him. He was one of those deep ones who knew about stocks and shares. Of course, no one knew he knows. He's quite seen to know. He often said stocks were up and shares were down, the way he would have made anyone respect him. Mr. Darling was married in white. At first he kept the book perfectly, almost gleefully, as if it were game, not much as Brussels sprouts were missing. But by and by, whole cauliflowers dropped out. Instead of them, the pictures of babies without faces. She drew them when, when she should have been totting up. Then came Mrs. Darling Gettys. When he came first, then John, then Michael. A week or two after Wendy came, to for whether she, they would be able to keep her, as she was in yet another mouth to feed. The diner was frightfully proud of her, but she, he was he was very honourable. His darling was very was frightfully proud of her, but he was very honourable. Sat on the edge of Mrs. Donnelly's bed, holding her hand and calculating expenses, while she looked at him imploringly. She wanted to risk it, come what might. What was in not his way? His way was a pencil or a piece of paper. And if she confused him with suggestions, he began the beginning, begin the beginning again. Now, don't interrupt, he would beg her. her. At one pound seventeen in, two and six of the office, and cut off my coffee at his office. Say two shillings, make, making two nine and six. We are eighteen, three makes three. Nine seven of five notes note in one chipbook makes eight nine seven. What's who is that moving? Eight one nine seven dot and carry seven. Don't speak any more my own. Pound it lent to that man who came to the door. Quiet child. Dot and carry child. 
There, you've done it. Did I say my nine nine seven? Yes, I said nine nine seven. Our question is, can we try for another year on nine nine seven? Of course we can, George, she tried. But she was prejudiced in Vandy's favour. And he was really the kind of character of the two. Remember months? He warned her almost threateningly. And off he went again. Months. One pound is what I have to put down. I dare say it would be more like thirty shillings, don't speak. Measles one five. Generally is half a guinea. Makes one fifteen six. Doesn't wangle. Don't wangle your fingers. Whooping cough. Say fifteen shillings. And so on it went. It ended up differently each time. But at last, when he got just got through, the mumps reduced to twelve six, and two kinds of measles treated as one. With the same excitement of John and Michael, had even narrower squeak, but both were kept, and soon they might have seen the three of them going in a row to Miss Folsom's kindergarten school, accompanied by the nurse. Miss Darling loved to have them have everything just so. Mr. Darling had passion for being exactly like his neighbours. So, of course, they had a nurse. As they were poor, owing to the amount of milk the children drank, his nurse was a prime Newfoundland dog called Nana, but it belonged to no one in particular to the darlings engaged her. He had always thought children important, having the darlings come up and prated for the Kingston Gardens, where she spent most of her spare time peeping to her parameters, was much hated by careless nursemaids, when she followed their homes, complained of her to the mistresses, who proved to be quite a treasure of a nurse. How though she was at bath time, when at any moment, as night of one of her charges, made a slightest cry, or Kulsa Kennel was in the nursery, she had a genius for knowing when a cough is a thing, and no patience with when its knees stocking around your throat. Now you have something that you believed, in your last day of old-fashioned remedies like rhubarb, Leaf made sounds of contentment over this newfangled talk about germs and so on. It's a lesson in propriety. See her escorting the children's school, walking sedately by his side when they were well behaved and butting them back into line if they strayed. On John's footer days, she never once forgot his sweater. She usually carried an umbrella in her mouth in case of rain. There was room in the basement for Miss Folsom's school, and there's his weight. There's saddened forms, but then there's lay on the floor. That was the only difference. They affected to ignore her as an inferior social status to themselves, despised their light talk. She represented visits of nursing from Mrs. Donnie's friends. As they did come, she first whipped off Michael Pinafore, put him into one of which blue braiding, smoothed out Wendy, made a dash at one of John's hair. Nursery, nursery, could possibly been conducted. Well, correctly, Mr. Darling knew it. Getting him sometimes wondered uneasily whether the name was taught. Had in his position and city to consider. Emma was troubled him in another way. He had sometimes a feeling she did not admire him. I knew she admired you tremendously, George. Miss Darling would assure him. Then she would sign to the children to do especially nice to father. Lovely dances followed in which the only other son Lisa was sometimes allowed to join. Such a minute she looked in a long skirt, maid's cap, as she swore, again she would never see ten again. Gaiety, these romps, 
gayest of all with Mistress Dolly, who would pray it so wildly, and all who could see her was the kiss. Then, if you dashed her out as you might, I got it. Never was a simpler, happier family than coming Peter Pan. Miss Darling first heard of Peter, then she tried it in her children's minds. Of her children's mind, the nighty custom of every good mother of the children of sleep to rummage in their minds, put things straight the next morning, if agony in their proper laces, many articles are wandered during the day. If you keep awake, but of course you can't, you would see your mother, mother doing this. You would find it very interesting to watch her, quite like turning up drawers. Would see her on the knees, I expect lingering homelessly over some of your contents. When on earth you had picked this thing up, making discovery sweet, not so sweet, pressing this the cheek as if it was nice as a kitten, how they staring at her out of sight. When you wake in the morning, the naughtiness and the evil passions which you went to bed and been folded up small and placed on the bottom of your mind, the top beautiful aired and spread out much prettier faults. Ready for you to put on. Don't know whether you've ever seen a map of your person's mind. Doctors sometimes draw maps of other parts of you, and your own map may be more intensely interesting, but catch them trying to draw a mind of children's mind. Which is not only confused, but keeps going around all the time. There's egg dead lines in it, just like your temperature on a car. These are known, probably rose to an island, but Neverland is always more than less an island. With sunshine splashes of colour here and there, and coral reefs of raked and good looking craft and an offering, savages and lonely layers, gnomes of, are mostly tailors of caves through which river runs a princess, with six elder brothers hot fast going into the cave, one very small old lady, hook nose, would be an easy map if you were, were all. But there is also a first day at school, religion. Flowers and round pond, needlework, birders, ponies, birds, take that take the dative, took the pudding day, getting into braces, say ninety nine, fair pennies for putting putting out putting that tooth at yourself, and so on. Neither these are partly island or any other parts map showing through. It's all rather confusing, especially as nothing will stand still. Because never the Neverland's very good deal, John's, for instance, had a gloom with flamingos over it, which John was shooting. Old Michael, very small, had a flamingo with goons flying over it. John lived in a boat, turned upside down on sands. Michael and Wigwam made a house of leaves to faintly sew together. John had no friends, Michael had friends at night. Mandy had a pet wolf forsaken by its parents, but of all the Neverlands, by a family of innocence. They stood still in a row. You say them, they have each other's nose, and so forth. I will never make these magic shores, children play, or ever breaching the scrooches. You too have been there. We can still hear the sound of the surf, though we still shall still land. We shall land no more. Of all the delectable islands of Neverland, it's the snugglest, most compact, not large and sprawly. When you know, Tendious distances between one adventure and another, but nicely crammed. When you play it by day with chairs and tablecloth, it's not in the least alarming. The last two minutes before you go to sleep, concerning real, is why there is our night lights. 
Trading her travels through the children's mind, Miss Darling found things she could not stand. These, and of these, quite the most perplexing was the word Peter. She knew of no Peter, yet he was here, there in turn, and to Michael's mind. But when he began to be scrawled over, all over him, the name stood out, bowed the letters, any other words, as Miss Darling gazed, she never felt it had an oddly cocky appearance. Yes, he's rather cocky, Wendy admitted regret. Her mother had been questioning her. But who is he, my pet? He's Peter Pan, you know, you know, mother. First, Miss Darling did not know, but after thinking back to her childhood, she remembered a Peter Pan is said to live with the fairies. It was an odd story about him, and as that children died, he went part of the way with them, so they should not be frightened. She had believed in him at that time, and now she's married for the sense. She quite doubted whether there was any such person. Besides, she said to Wendy, he could be grown up by this time. Oh, no, he hasn't grown up, Wendy assured her. Confidently, just my size. He's, she meant that she was your size in both mind and body. She didn't know how she knew, but she knew it. Miss Darling consulted Mr. Darling. He smiled, pooh-poohed. What it was, he said, some nonsense Nana been putting into their heads. Just as some idea a dog would live. Leave alone, I'll blow you blow over. Would have not, but he would not blow over. As soon as Trumpson boy gave Miss Darling quite a shock. Children and strangers adventures without being troubled by them. For instance, they may remember to mention a week after the word happened, they, they were in the wood and met their dead father had a game with him. It was this away that Mendy one morning made his quieting revelation. The leaves of the tree had been found on the nursery floor. It certainly was not there when the children went to bed. Miss Dunning was puzzling over them when Wendy said with a tolerant smile, I do believe it's that Peter again. Whatever do you mean, Wendy? It's so naughty of him not to wipe his feet, Wendy said, sighing. She's a tidy child. She explained in quite a matter-of-fact way. She thought Peter sometimes came to the nursery at night, sat at the foot of her bed and played these pipes to her. Unfortunately, she never woke. She didn't know how she knew, but she just knew. What nonsense, what you talk, precious. No one can sit, get in the house without knocking. I think she, he comes into my head by the window, she said. My love, it is three floors up. Where, not the leaves at the foot of the window, mother? It's quite true, the leaves have been found very near the window. Miss Dolly did not know what to think of, for it all seems so natural. But Wendy, you could not dismiss it as saying she'd been dreaming. My child, her mother cried, why did you not tell me of this before? Forgot, said, said Wendy lightly. She was in a hurry to get to her breakfast, but surely she must have been dreaming. But on the other hand, there were the leaves. Miss Darling examined them very carefully. They were skeleton leaves. She was sure they did not come from any tree that grew in England. She crawled about the floor, peering at it, candle for marks of a strange foot. She rattled the poker up the chimney and attacked the walls. She let down a tape from the window to the pavement, and it was a sheer drop of thirty feet. There was so much of a sprout to climb up by. Certainly Wendy had been dreaming. But when he had not been dreaming, as the very next night showed the night of which the strolling adventures of those children may be said to have begun. And then 
night we speak of all oh, the children were at once my bed it happened to be nana's in enough his darling bathed them and sung them to them all till one by one they let go by hand slid away to land of sleep all were looking so safe and cosy he smiled as a fears now sat down tranquilly by fires to sew something for michael as his birthday was getting into shirts fire was warm however nursery dimly lit by three light lights presently sewing lay on mrs darling's lap and her head nodded oh so gratefully to sleep look at the four of them wendy and michael over there john here miss darling by fire it should have been a fourth light light while she slept she had a dream she dreamt that never had come too near too near a strange way broken fool from it he did not alarm her for she thought she had seen him before face of many women there's no children perhaps he hears he who he found his faces some mothers also but it is a dream he is to rent the film that skewers the neverland and she saw wendy and john and michael peeping through the gap the dream by itself would have been a trifle but while she's dreaming the window of the nursery blew open a boy did drop on the floor Come by a strange light no bigger than your fist, which darted about the room like a living thing, thinking it must have been a light. It's like the wake of Miss Darling. She started up a cry and saw the boy, and somehow she knew at once he was Peter Pan. For you and I, or Wendy, been there, we should have been seen. with very like Mrs. Darling's kiss. He's a lovely boy clad in scattered leaves, juices that oozed out of the trees. But the most enchanting thing about him was all was that he had his all his first teeth. When he saw she was grown up, he gnashed the little pearls at her.